0: Welcome to Fresh Pressed for January 26th, 2021.
1: My name is Gabe. And my name is Andrew. This is a show about music where we talk about new tunes and tart grooves. That's what I got for you today.
0: Not citric grooves or anything better?
1: Uh, no, I did not think of anything better.
0: Also, it's interesting because what exactly is our theme this week, Andrew?
1: Our theme is lemonade. Now, is lemonade tart? Lemonade is both tart and sweet. That's what makes it so refreshing. Maybe I should have said refreshing?
0: Yeah, maybe you should have gone with refreshing grooves, although that's really overlapping with the name of the podcast.
1: Now, I could have just said fresh-pressed grooves is the
0: thing. Yeah, but I don't know if that's good or not. Is that actually good? I think it might be bad. I don't think it is. Anyway, our theme this week is lemons. I th- I think it's lemons or lemonade because Andrew was asking everybody what their favorite citrus was on some Discord that we were in. And mm-hmm. I assume that's why we got to hear it. but it's not really important. And just as a disclaimer, before we jump into the actual music, yes, Andrew and I are familiar with the Beyonce album Lemonade. No, it's not eligible for the show. Come on, guys. Think this through. Now, with that disclaimer out of the way, Andrew... <laughs> Tell me about your song.
1: Uh, my song is entitled Lemonade and it is by the band Rubble Bucket.
0: We used to talk about a sun machine. If we could flip the lights in, love would
1: never end. You now, say Rubble Bucket five times fast. Rubble Bucket, Rubble Bucket, Rubble Bucket, Rubble Bucket, Rubble Bucket.
0: I would argue that you just said it 5 times slow, but fine.
1: Point taken. Rubble Bucket, Rubble Bucket, Rubble Bucket, Rubble Bucket, Rubble Bucket. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm just going to take that first take and I'm just going to speed it up. And here it is. Rubble Bucket, Rubble Bucket, Rubble Bucket, Rubble Bucket, Rubble Bucket. Wasn't that good? So, Rubble Bucket is a band from Brooklyn. Um and the core of the band is trumpeter Alex Toth and vocalist and saxophonist uh Calmia Traver. I don't know if I pronounce any of I'm pretty sure I'm good on Alex, and that's all I got. Uh yes, they were formerly a couple, have since separated, but also still are a band.
0: I respect that. That seems difficult. But, you know, if the White Stripes could do the most extreme version of it, I guess anybody can.
1: So they, uh, this song is off of their most recent album, which is from 2018. The song is called Sun Machine. That phrase, Sun Machine, actually appears in the first line of this song. We used to talk about a sun machine. If we could flip the lights, then our love would never end. Um, don't know what that means, but um, there's some speculation that this song is uh, autobiographical about their relationship. I have nothing to to uh support or refute that assumption. So, uh, I'm just going to move forward and let it let it lie where it lies. Um
0: No, it's just a bit like maybe direct and um searing for maybe it to be about your bandmate?
1: Yeah, that would be rough. Anyway, um yeah, let's talk about uh <laughs> Lemonade by Rubble Bucket. So after that, those uh, lines that I read are uh, my favorite lines in this song. Well, some of my favorite lines, two lines that I think are very good, which are you were like the American dream made me want things I don't really need.
0: Yeah, that's pretty good. I think those could legitimately be your favorite lines in the song. Uh, although the lyrics are um, like good. They're clever. They're incisive.
1: And elaborate. So we said it's about a, a, a a, a former relationship the first verse is all about the good times and then the rest of it is about how uh actually maybe it wasn't so good and there were also some bad things and now it's done and that is a good thing and it um the chorus hinges on this the lemons into lemonade idea she says uh unfortunately i can't turn lemons into lemonade meaning like listen this is the situation is is fucked up and it sucks and I'm not like it is not something that we can just like turn this bad thing into a good thing so she says for real this is goodbye now for some lemonade like let me throw away the lemons and just go buy some fucking lemonade which I think is also a good philosophy sometimes
0: you just gotta throw the lemons out
1: <laughs> the reason that I was hesitant to say that the American Dream line was uh, my favorite line in the song is because I really love the latter half of the chorus um, it's but I let you know how much you hurt me with a really, really long goodbye, um, and that's literally like that is the long goodbye. She sings goodbye really long, and I just fucking love love it when people do dumb shit like that. It's great.
0: Classic Andrew.
1: <laughs> love it when people do do dumb shit.
0: Well, I was gonna say loving when people do really do things for too long in the song.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is classic me. Um, I I also really feel like she she acts this especially in the chorus really well. Like she really gives it everything on how much you hurt me. There's like some genuine hurt behind it. And she relishes that long goodbye um, and the turn into now for some lemonade. It's, it's like genuinely hurt and genuinely cathartic and also genuinely smug at the end. And that's great. Oh, you
0: always that way. Yeah. Unfortunately, This song has like a theatrical turn to it of sorts. Mm-hmm. Between, I think, the, like, the acting, singing parts of the song, and also like the trumpet that's going in the background. Mm-hmm. Like, I could see it being like some modern musical on Broadway where the protagonist comes to her senses or whatever.
1: There's a lot of sort of specific <laughs> images in the song that I feel like would make it difficult. To incorporate into a musical adaptation, like you, we used to ride around on rollerblades, so you'd have to have rollerblades in a show, it'd be fucking Xanadu. That might not be a joke that you get, Gabe.
0: That's not a joke that I get. That okay. went way over my head, or maybe under my feet. I'm not clear if it was good or bad.
1: Under your feet, like someone, like someone rolling under your feet on rollerblades. Now, in, in can Xanadu. we?
0: Can we move on from this bad joke and instead can we talk about the, the trumpet? Yeah,
1: go talk about the trumpet, Gabe. Because
0: I didn't realize that, that Alex, like, as a member of the band, he was also the, the like, trumpet player. Yeah. And the trumpet is like a really integral part of the song. And I was like, wow, this is a sweet trumpet solo. And there's some <laughs> great trumpet licks happening through, the, through like, the early parts of the song. And it makes more sense that this is basically a duo that's like singing and trumpet playing which is a cool duet style.
1: What's that you're drinking over there? Can I have a sip of that?
0: Oh, yeah. You want some more?
1: Probably shouldn't, because there's a global pandemic. We shouldn't share a drink.
0: Wow. Are we ever going to share drinks again? Should we ever have been sharing drinks in the first place? That's
1: a great point, Gabe. Now tell us about your song.
0: My song is also titled Lemonade. So maybe the theme should have just been lemonade to begin with. Um, that's what my I said. The theme is, theme by is lemonade.
1: We're saying that the theme is lemonade.
0: Okay. The theme is lemonade. And that's also the name of my song. And the, the artist that made the song... Is named Braids, and it's off their twenty eleven record, Native Speaker. Now, Braids is one of those great Canadian indie bands. That's how I feel about them. Um, they're from Calgary, and they consist of Raphael, Standell Preston, Austin Tufts, and Taylor Smith. They all met in Alberta, in Calgary. And then all three of them went to McGill, which is in Montreal, and that's sort of where they made their name. Um, this record came out in 2011. It was their debut, um, and it won a fair amount of critical acclaim and i believe it was shortlisted for the polaris prize which is like one of those Was it is that the is the polaris prize the one for the commonwealth and the juno is just the canadian one or is it is that vice versa something like that
1: i don't know what the fuck you're talking about
0: whatever 2011 polaris prize shortlisted i don't know who won it um they Used to be called the Neighborhood Council, which is not a good band name. No. And then changed their name to Braids, quote, to reflect their interwoven and interlaced style, which seems legitimate.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'm into it.
0: I like Braids as a name anyway. Since this record, they've put out three albums, including last year's Shadow Offering. Mm. The name of the album was Shadow Offering. They weren't making a Shadow Offering last year with their LP. Well, I just you can't prove that, that they were Well, weren't. it could have been both. Should have been both. You know, I wanna say it came out the exact same weekend as Punisher. Which is sort of weird that I have them linked in my mind like that. But I definitely remember sitting The Netflix series? With John Bernthal? <laughs> yes, exactly. The Netflix series. And this is a Netflix podcast, after all.
1: <laughs> Flicks pressed.
0: Ah, that's bad. Um it's better than Fresh Flicked though. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. So this song, Lemonade, is the opener from that album. And similarly to your Lemonade, this is also a song with searing lyrics about... Maybe not precisely about it at the end of a relationship, although it could be, um, but certainly hating on the romantic ideas of some man. And I think also similar to your Lemonade, Andrew, this one... Is very rhythmic and is backed by a firm groove, although a, a very different sort of groove. Yeah, this is more in like the feel of like an animal collective or, or y oak. I get a lot of y oak through this mm. song, which I think is true in general. Of braids. I think they. I mean, actually, I think braids maybe toured with y oak. So, well, I do think that that would make sense. So one of the reasons I really like this song is it's very extended. It's like six and a half minutes, and the last like minute and a half is all outro and i love a song that like has a really long like coda sequence yeah where you get to sit with like the groove of the song and think a little bit more about it while it's tailing out and i think there's a considerable amount to think about with the lyrics in this song which are biting to say the least yeah um it it comes in like pretty uh mellow maybe i don't know like low key or at least the Raphael's singing is is like pretty chill to start yeah um and then it it uh just jumps in with have you fucked all the stray kids yet which is a pretty aggressive start to the second verse Oof. um you know and it does open up with implications that this man that she's singing about is a lizard person or maybe just the devil there are black diamonds in your eyes and you know your skin is scaling this is the sort of vibe and music that braids is i think well known for and was very evident even on their last album last year which is they tend to have these very groovy bases the whole song well not like bass but like you know like foundation and then uh very matter of fact or forthright lyrics um that's being sung over the top and Raphael the singer um has like great vocals um and she has excellent range I'm not really sure what it is about lemonade and some sort of relationship vengeance. Yeah. You know, the rubble bucket song, this song, the entire Beyoncé album. In this case, the actual phrase lemonade appears in one of the later verses. Um, she sings, well, I was joking with my lemonade. I told him to get fucked and then get laid. Now what do you say to a man who's got no taste? Damn. Got him. Damn. Andrew, tell us about your song.
1: Uh, my song is by Landa Hecht off of her debut solo album, which is entitled Going to Hell. And this song is called Impending Dooming. <laughs> I was gonna
0: ask about that.
1: Yeah, so so the title of the song on like Spotify and other streaming platforms is "Impending Doom." The lyric in the song is definitely "Impending Dooming," and the title on Bandcamp is "Impending Dooming." So I think that "Impending Dooming" is probably correct, even though I understand that that makes less sense than "Impending Doom."
0: It does feel like somebody from the label, who's in charge of the things that the label does, is like, "Oh, it's probably just doom, and it shouldn't be impending dooming."
1: Gabe, don't be but so then, don't be so quick to trash this label because it is a Philly label. Oh, what label is it on? It's Get Better Records.
0: Oh, nice. Oh, and I'm not trashing. I'm just saying that sometimes like the administrative side of things, mistakes are made, but the artist is probably in charge of their own band camp for the most part. You know.
1: So. Yeah. Anyway, Impending Dooming is the name of the song. So this is, uh, like I said, her debut solo album, although she put out um, a, a decently hefty EP in 2019 um, that was just kind of self-released and then I think did get some amount of a physical release through uh, Get Better Records as well. Um, but this is like more, this is doing this from the start. Anyway, uh, it is... Not her first full-length album, though, because she is the uh, vocalist and one of the three members of the British punk band Muncie Girls, who
0: I'm not very familiar with. I I must have run into them sometime. I feel like I ran into them last
1: year. I mean, not like sometime in, live, in 2010 like while while you were <laughs> sometime in 2010 while you were at extra college when they formed their band. Yeah, when you were heavily involved in the underground DIY punk scene.
0: Oh, this is a great way to describe what the band was about.
1: Um, yeah, I, I wasn't familiar with them, um, but I listened to one of their albums earlier today, and I was into it. Um, yeah, so Muncie Girls has uh, two albums from 2016, 2018. They're still a band. They're not broken up. She's just also doing some, some solo stuff as well. This album is pretty much head to toe about her uh, coming out as queer and sort of reckoning with that identity and also uh, getting sober in part.
0: That's a pretty tough dual experience to have in your
1: life. Yeah. Um, But, you know, one of the things that she's saying about this record is that like, she wanted to make this album that is in part like catharsis and in part like working through all of the, the feelings that she had and still has but also, she wants to be clear that, like, she is, she, she is feeling so much better than she was, like, a few years ago when she was not out and drinking. Not out and, yes, and was drinking. Right. I think the thing that I really love about this album as a whole, several songs on it, is that it's really catchy in a way that, you know, I never had, like, the, like, pop punk or emo phase that a lot of our peers did. Gabe, I don't think you did either. Uh,
0: I don't know. I was in American Idiot the musical in college. I think that qualifies. That,
1: but that's not what I'm... No, that's not... That doesn't qualify in any way at all. Absolutely not what I'm talking about. No, I know what you mean. I wasn't like into all-time low when I was 14. Right, that's <laughs> the only thing that I meant. Specifically all-time low and only when you were 14. No, but that's really what I mean. Like, I, I was never into that. So I, I have no like... uh sort of nostalgia for that style, not to say that this is that style, but a lot of like more catchy punk can tend into that style, which is just not something that I gel with. And I feel like this is something that I do gel with, which I don't know that that means it's not. I mean, it's very catchy. It's certainly not poppy.
0: Yeah, I was also having this this like conundrum in my mind about how to describe this because the closest thing I would describe it to is probably emo. I think that's right. It's, it doesn't even feel very punky to me. This particular song.
1: Yeah, I think it's honestly the, the catchiness of, of the chorus. Yeah. I want to be, like, driving c- quickly within the bounds of the speed limit. Lies. Um, no. Uh, I want to be – I do, no, generally, I want to be, like, speeding down the road with my friends, the windows open, and sing along to it. Like, I would, ironically, to Sugar We're Going Down, but, like um, – but this time I would not be doing it ironically, because it's 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 good and I like it. Genuinely.
0: Wow, you don't like Sugar We're Going
1: Down? No. You don't like Fallout Boy? I don't. This is Jeez. what I was trying to say. I I have never enjoyed Fallout Boy. Oh man. Yeah, this song is very catchy.
0: What prompted you to pick this song in particular?
1: So that's a good question. I think the thing that draws me to this song um, is all of the like tempo and feel changes throughout this song. Yeah. It, It starts with like one thing for the for the first verse with like these rim taps and stuff and then it really changes for the chorus. And then it changes again for like the chorus chord, like it changes for the pre-chorus and then it changes for the chorus. And then it really cuts out for this little like post-chorus, just guitar thing. And then it goes back into the verse thing, but now with stronger drums with like actual snare hits, not just rim taps. There's so much like depth to it and it keeps switching, but it never feels like, you know, sometimes when a song does this, it feels like, okay, this is like two or three songs that have sort of been stitched together. This feels really fluid even though like on paper it seems like several songs stitched together um and i honestly think one of the things that helps helps it feel so cohesive is i'm gonna say it for a third fucking time the catchiness of the chorus the chorus is so good that i'm thinking about it the whole time that i listen to the verses not in that i'm not paying attention to the verses but that like it like anchors the whole song by how fucking good it is gabe
0: yes hello
1: uh this is another one in a long line of songs that i told gabe to listen to
0: uh isn't it isn't it just yeah Andrew, this song is La Torre featuring Devendra Banhart by the Puerto Rican artist Gabriel Rios. Um, And this will be off of his upcoming album, Flore. So, Andrew, when I first looked at this song, I thought that it was a full-length album that Rios was releasing. As did I. And the way it's structured on Spotify makes it seem that way, right? It's like under the album heading, and there's seven songs, and not all of them have been released as, like, singles, although I think four of the other tracks on the album have been. However, if we go to his website, or if you look in the About section on Spotify, um, there's, he claims that there's an upcoming album named Flore that's going to be coming out on February 12th. So I yeah. assume that something sort of got mixed up and that this is just like supposed to be a single. And you know how now a lot of artists when they release a single, they'll stick all the other singles released for the album in like one like single, you know, you mm-hmm. know just to get partially to get more plays and also um, to organize things in a coherent way. So it's not entirely clear to me but i think we can anticipate more music from Gabriel Diaz great in a few weeks a couple weeks which which would be awesome because this these seven songs and this last song off of this album slash the single whatever um are fantastic <laughs> they're really fantastic
1: so you think it was one of those you think it was one of those dumbass label admins who who fucked up again
0: can i make fun of this label let's check let's check let's check who is this label? This label is eh, Angel Head, exclusively licensed to Sony Music. Fine, I can oh. make fun of Not exactly indie. <laughs> Listen, Gabriel Rios doesn't have a band camp, so. Oh. Oh, you gotta get a band camp, my friend. So, this song is sung in Spanish, as you can tell. And Gabriel Rios grew up uh, for the first 17 years of his life in Puerto Rico before moving to Belgium. He spends most of his time, although I gather that he also spends some time in New York City. However, this is the first of his records to be done fully in Spanish um, or even predominantly in Spanish. Uh, There was an interview with him after his last record came out, Marauders, this Marauders Midnight, like five years ago, about like, hey, well, are you going to do anything in Spanish? And he was like, well, you know, I feel like I'd have to go back to Puerto Rico to get like reacquainted with the language and the culture in, like, uh, an authentic way because I've been away for so long. Now, I don't know that that actually happened, but I think that, and he says that COVID uh, prompted him to do, like, basically a deep dive into his heritage and his past and to write this album, which is an album written uh, in isolation predominantly. He says that this record will be a pay-in to the music of Latin America and Caribbean, and that these are songs that go back to his father and grandfather's youth, songs they would have loved to hear him sing. My historical knowledge, particularly of Latin music, is not super strong, but this summons, and this song in particular on the album, summons such a distinct, vivid memory of Caribbean, New York, blended of like salsa and... Um, dance music in a a fresh way, and I think it's excellent. I think that Rios does a great job of hearkening to that specific um, style of music. Mm -hmm. Between, like, you know, there's lots of rhythm. Percussion is a huge influence, right? There's an enormous amount of um, African influence in Caribbean and Latin Caribbean music. And then you also have the... Like energetic vocals that are very characteristic of a lot of uh, the music from this region of the
1: world. La muchacho, a la pava en hombro puntan. Pase lo que pase, ya tiempo
0: hace que viene sin que mal se. La torre. songs that immediately grab you like they're like listen to me that's the (laughs) opening to this song it's like this big like jazzy dramatic uh, hit to open the song Yeah, and then it jumps into like basically a dance track um, which is amazing fun and then there is uh, Devendra Banhart who is a a Venezuelan American singer um, has a wonderful turn in like a duet section with Rios about midway through the song.
1: Did you know that Devendra Banhart's middle name is Obi? No, should I have known that? Well, the interesting part is is it's not named after the uh, Japanese sash that is so often in crosswords. It is after Obi-Wan Kenobi.
0: What? What? This can't be real. Are you, what are you looking at? How did you find this?
1: Uh, Ah, Banhart claims his middle name is Obi and that it comes from the Jedi Master played by Alec Guinness in the original Star Wars films because, of course, he was born in
0: 1981. Yeah. Wow. Andrew, how did you... You you were the one who found this, right? Like, you're like, you should go listen to this. You'll love it. How did you find it?
1: Uh, I mean, the answer to that question is almost always either someone tweeted about it or it was in the NPR New Music Friday playlist or both. And in this case, it was the NPR New Music Friday playlist, Mm. which I gen generally just sort of like listen, like skip through. Yeah, and if something sounds good, I will just like bookmark it for listening later. But I do specifically remember getting to this song, hearing the beginning of it, and be like, "I'll just listen to the rest of this if that's okay with everybody." (laughs) I said alone in my house. You said to the rest of the songs on the playlist? Yes. (laughs) What else did you like this week, Andrew? I really enjoyed uh, an album by The Conductor. That's The with two E's, like The Stallion. Spirit of a Ghost. It was lovely. There's some good, there's some good uh, features on there as well. Some folky, nice stuff. If
0: you've been listening to this podcast since the very first episode, you'll be familiar with James Yorkston, um, who put out a record with the Second Hand orchestra called The Wide Wide River, which has uh, a great folky orchestral turn to it and i thought it was excellent
1: um there was an album by rye that's r-h-y-e called home i listened to the first track which is choral and i was like oh i'm gonna love this and then most of the rest of it wasn't choral but i still did very much enjoy it
0: yeah great album following his career it's with great interest probably the poppiest yes with great interest i was very into uh an album from the band typhoon Titled Sympathetic Magic, which is like about as indie rock, like art indie rock as art indie rock gets. (laughs) Um, I was very close to bringing a song off that album. I thought it was quite good.
1: Samia uh, put out an album last year entitled The Baby, which was not really on my radar because it's it's I mean, it's pop music just like was not something that I was super into. But now I wish I had listened to it. Um, because she just put out "The Baby Reimagined," which is a full album set of covers and remixes um, in the reverse order of her album, and it really makes her songwriting uh, shine in a lot of different ways. So, if you have listened to this podcast before and you like things that I pick, you may be interested to hear that some of the artists featured on "The Baby Reimagined" are Anne Lee, Field Medic. Palehound and Christian Lee Hudson, um, all of whom I have talked about.
0: Also, for our Philly people, the districts. Also,
1: the districts. It's another good one. Um, and I really enjoyed listening to this version. That was, I mean, for me, more approachable because there was a lot of artists that I knew and and styles that I was more um, that I'm more open to. And then going back and listening to the original, popular version, and uh, I, for me, I had I had a much better uh, appreciation. For the original, having heard uh, all of the reimaginings.
0: Uh, Palberta finally dropped their album, Palberta 5000. It's great. It's very fun. It is. It's quite good. Listen to it. And that's all for our show this week. You can find us on Twitter at Fresh Press Pod. We have a playlist of this music on Spotify. It's a new playlist for all the songs from 2021. We also have the old playlist in the show notes. If you want to go back and listen to picks from 2019 to 2020, We shall be back on February 2nd, I believe is the day, with uh, more tunes and more grooves. Uh, But for now, I'm Gabe. I'm Andrew. And you've been listening to Fresh Press.